From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about how you can navigate life, work, and other transitions you will face together as a team. And I want you to think about this quote from Nancy Levin as we start today's show. And it says, honor the space between no longer and not yet. And just in case you're all wondering, that space between no longer and not yet, that's called the transition space. And that's what we're going to be digging into today. But we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And this week's hug is sponsored by HelloFresh. You can check them out at HelloFresh.com. Guys, we love HelloFresh. They're a meal kit delivery service that makes cooking so much more fun. So you can just focus on the time that the two of you have together. You're not all wrapped up and what do I have to do next? They print it out for you on these really easy to read recipe cards. When we've tried their honey mustard glazed chicken and the sizzling stir fry beef. And let me tell you, you know, when you have this box, get delivered to your door with all your ingredients. You know, you've got everything that you need and it's all, you know, in the right amounts that you need makes it really easy for the two of you to come together in the kitchen, have that time, laugh, enjoy yourself. It's not just like, Oh my gosh, you know, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? No, you already know what you're going to make for dinner tonight. So what they've done for the one extraordinary marriage family is that they, they have offered all of you $30 off your first week of deliveries. You just go to hellofresh.com and enter promo code OEM when you subscribe. You will be so happy that you did. And this week's hug, this is a new uh, a new place where we're reading a hug from, right? Because you guys know that you can send them to us on email. You can call in on the hug hotline. This week's hug actually came off of a review on Amazon. And the review was uh, for the newest book, Called to Love, Experiencing Your Best Marriage Through the Words of Jesus. And it said, this book has been an amazing gift to my life. It has opened up my heart and mind way beyond to what I thought and knew God can do in my marriage and in me. As I've learned new and specific ways to invite God into my marriage, I've seen God at work in those very areas. Elisa is an amazing author and powerful woman of God that has evidently been anointed to build and restore marriages. Your marriage will be transformed as you are guided by this book and trust in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. You can always can tell when it's a listener, wherever yep. you guys put your hugs, because we always know you sign off with love you guys. And we love and you too. We appreciate it. Yes. And, you know, I just want to say, you know, often we talk about the fact that when you leave reviews on iTunes, that helps other people know whether or not the One Extraordinary Marriage show is a resource that they want to tap into. Well, the same thing is true on Amazon, guys. If you've read any of the books, any of the five, if you go back and you leave a review on iTunes, those five-star reviews for- On Amazon. On Amazon. Sorry. Yeah, you're not leaving a book review on iTunes. Thank you, Tony. But when you leave those book reviews on Amazon, other people get plugged in. Somebody's going to read this and go, oh my gosh, this is a book I want to check out because I want that same uh, that same result in my marriage. So go ahead and leave reviews on Amazon. We're going to start incorporating those into the hugs as well. You know, as Tony said at the beginning of the show, you know, we're talking about how you can navigate those life, work, and other transitions that are invariably going to impact your marriage and how you can do that as a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and marriage itself is full of transitions. 
everything from, you know, standing up before family and friends and going from dating couple to married couple. And we know a bunch of people that are getting married here in the month of May. So if that's you, happy wedding to come here yeah. in the month of May. Um, but you know, that's the first transition. And then you have transitions of, you know, first home and first child and kids leaving the nest and you've got jobs changing and businesses being bought and sold. And you've got, you know, taking care of the kids, taking care of your parents, going from one income to two incomes or two incomes to one income. I mean, all of these things were bombarded throughout our lives as long as we're breathing with transition. Right. And we're actually the reason this show came about is because we are in a season of transition in our family. Mm -hmm. And you know, it became really obvious over the last um, the last few weeks that this was something that we needed to share because it's how we're navigating it. And we know that if we're navigating it, we probably need to take it to the one family. Yeah. And so one of the biggest changes that's happening here, as you guys know, that this year is all about next level. And this is the year for us even going the next level. In, in ourselves and with One Extraordinary Marriage. And, and one of the ways that I knew this had to happen, and, and I was given a vision by God in January 2016 that it was time to sell off my service business that I have had here in San Diego for 13 years, uh, been in the industry itself for 20 years. Well, that just that came to fruition. Uh, early this year, it uh, began un un to unravel where a buyer had come in and interest and as of May 1st of this year, I no longer own that business anymore. And after 13 years of doing that and many years here at One, just knew it was time to move on. And yet there's that transition. Mm -hmm. and, and this week has been difficult. It's been tough. I'll be honest. And we're going to talk about some of that as we go through um, today's show. But it's a transition we have to do together. It's not one I do on my own. It's not one I do by myself in my own little world. It's one where that transition of going from what I've done for so long to something new is something that I pour in and, and press in, but I need a Lisa there by my side. Absolutely. Because some transitions, guys, some transitions come completely out of the blue. Now, the one right. that Tony's talking about isn't, but you know, I mean, you have any of you that have had babies, you know that like, especially your first child, you know, one day you don't have a child and the next day you're wondering who on earth entrusted you with another human being. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and you're, even if it's, you know, like, you know, the day that baby's coming, it's still like, Oh, that one just caught me out of the blue and other transitions, you know, like maybe buying a house or things like they, they evolve over time, right? There's a time frame associated with it. Like with, you know, selling Tony's service business where we knew it was coming, right? We knew there was going to be a day especially once he got under contract with the buyer, that it was no longer going to be under his ownership. And then there are other transitions when you may not even know it's com coming. You may be working at a company. You may be at a startup. You don't know. You walk in one day and that day is the day that they didn't get funding anymore. Oh. And guess what? They're laying off a third of the company and you happen to be one of those people. I remember that day. That happened to me. You know, uh, so there, there are those types of transitions. There are transitions from, you know, like Elise even said, from having a kid to maybe even those transitions of knowing it's coming up. Your kids are leaving the nest mm -hmm. and you guys are there by yourselves. There are those transitions when um, you, you may be going through it or have gone through this, the death of a parent going through that and, and that, that transition together. 
Absolutely. And, you know, everybody handles transitions differently. And, you know, that was something that, you know, as Tony and I have faced different changes in our marriage over the last 20, almost 21 years, we weren't always so aware of how the other person handled change or transitions, mm-hmm. right? Because some people, some people just jump right in and like, okay, some, there's a change happening. I'm going to like put my blinders on and put my head down. I am like laser focused. We're just going to like power through, you know, just, just go, 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 go. Pure adrenaline, pure energy. Then you've got some people who faced with those transitions almost become paralyzed. There's just too much information to process. And, and there's this feeling of helplessness. Like, I don't know which way to go. I don't know what's the right thing to do. And these folks, a lot of times during seasons of transition will actually start to withdraw. Yeah. Shut down, shut down and withdraw. And, and, you know, there's a high level of fear. And so, you know, a lot of people when they're in a place of transition will re, um, react in terms of lots of anger, mm-hmm. right? So you, you just tend to, because you're feeling all the stress, your go-to emotion is anger. Some of you, your go-to emotion when you're in that place of transition is sadness, right? And so there's all of these different factors going on. And here's the thing, whether it's you going through the transition or your spouse, it's affecting the other person in the marriage. And how the two of you make it through these transition seasons is it's got it. You've got to approach it from the perspective of we're in this together. And you have to understand your spouse too. Absolutely. Right. I mean, if you've been married for any length of time, some sort of transition has happened in your life and maybe you're not a hundred percent aware of your spouse and how they deal with this. So if you're, not in one, it may be a good time to actually start talking about it Mm -hmm. as difficult as it is. And and it's a weird thing to even ask because in in the answer may be, honestly, I'm not sure how I would react in that situation because you just might not. And again, but awareness is, is more than half the battle. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're aware how your spouse begins or acts in these times, what, what a blessing it truly is to be able to see that when you are in it. And, and the fact is, is that different transitions are going to elicit different emotions mm-hmm. from you. I mean, there have been times in our marriage, you know, for those of you that don't know, we lost our second child at 18 weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, that was a huge transition because one day I was pregnant with our second child and the next day I wasn't. And, you know, in that space, I definitely withdrew went into a place of deep sadness. Tony, on the other hand, went to a place of protection and anger, right? And, and work. And work. And, 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 just, and I could, you know, when Elisa said earlier in the show, you know, you put your blinders on and you just get going. That that was me. Like, I didn't want to be here the next day because I felt, um, I felt scared. I felt worthless. I, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. And so for me, the easiest thing to do was to just go to work. And even though sadness laid upon me and it was hard to be there, it was better than being here at home, having to stare it, you know, right down the barrel of the gun to say and, and deal with it. Absolutely. I'm not saying it was the best way. I'm just telling you that's the way I dealt with it at that time. And I've grown since that time because I could do the same thing now, but I'm not. Well, and, you know, so that's, that's one example of a transition that we had where, you know, those were our reactions. Another one happened about a year ago when the house that we were renting, our landlord's like, hey, I want to sell the house. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, oh, really? Because we wanted to extend our lease. And, you know, that was a place where I put my head down. I was like, okay, I'm finding out this another place. We literally found a place, packed up one house and moved to another house all within two weeks. Two weeks. Right? Just here's a change. Crazy. Let's just do it. Right? And so different different transitions are going to elicit different reactions. So you're not always going to be like, oh, my spouse is always going to withdraw. Or my spouse is always going to be angry. But having those conversations and, and looking at, oh my gosh, how is the transition that we're in? How is that impacting our marriage? Mm-hmm. Right? Because for some of you, you need to evaluate how are we communicating? Right? When, when Tony started getting close and uh, to just be completely transparent with you, the one family, not only is Tony you know, has Tony sold his service business, but in the next, you know, 45 days, we will also have a high schooler and a middle schooler. So, you mm-hmm. know, two different kids going to two different levels in their lives. You know, we're, we're looking at all of the school options for next year. So a lot of transition and I'm just sitting here watching the world spin around me. Right. But, but we're in this place where three out of the four people that live in our house are experiencing major transitions all at the same time. And, and the school situation with our kids is different. Like one of them is going to be going to a private school, um, private high school, private high school. Um, and that was never on our radar and this has come up and it's an, an amazing opportunity for him. And we feel like this is where he needs to be right now. And another one is looking to be homeschooled. And so those are two different things that are happening. One brings on, Money that we weren't like when I had our first child, I never looked at it and said, Hmm, I think we're going to go have going to be sending him to private high school. We live in an amazing area here in San Diego with some of the best schools um, that you can have for public school for nowadays. Anyways, Um, to have a daughter who's looking to go to be homeschooled. That's a whole different situation. I love it. Um, We've looked at it. We've discussed it. It's a great place to be, but again, it's a different place to be because we do a lot of our work here at home. Right. And that's, that's the one that actually impacts me. That's the transition that probably um, most impacts me because I had to be on board with that decision. Right. And so we've got these things. And so, you know, how are the two of you communicating in this place? Because, you know, if you're shutting down, if you're getting angry, then the communication, I'll re- I, I, I will never forget you know, a couple of weeks, maybe a month or so ago now, just as we were kind of looking at the last month of Tony owning his business. And he looks at me and he says, we're in the office. And he says, um, so here's the deal. I'm going to be really stressed for the <laughs> next month. Do you remember what you said after that? No, I don't. Okay. That remind me. So I'm going to be really stressed <laughs> over the next month. So we're probably going to yes. need to have sex more often. Yeah, I do remember saying that. And I remember looking at him in that moment and just thinking. Because it's a stress relief for me. It, like it, it just gets my mind off of everything. And it's one of those times throughout the day where I can honestly leave the world behind, mm-hmm. and, and I can. And for for many of you, I think that's that's possible, and you guys are able to do it. Both men and women are able to do that. And I just knew in those in that in this time that I wanted to feel closeness, um, and just be upfront and honest. So Elisa's not like. Uh, you know, we have our intimacy lifestyle. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, what are you doing? And if you don't know about the intimacy lifestyle, go to com slash scheduling sex. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, 
you know, not to be like, uh, we've already done our two times this week. So why are we, why are you pressing in for more here, honey? Like, so I did let her know that. Well, and that communication was so valuable because then I understood because the Mm -hmm. next point, you know, as we look at the different intimacies, the next one is that your sexual intimacy can really take a back seat or can, you know, be sent off kilter when you're in a transitional period. And for many of us, it's because finances, our financial intimacy is impacted, Mm -hmm. right? So that financial intimacy is impacted and that becomes the the stressor of, okay, how are we going to make everything work out? So that is an area we need to be talking about well before transitions happen. And even good transitions, right? When you buy a home, that's an awesome place to be. And yet, are you discussing it enough knowing that, hey, we put that much money down or we sold our old house Mm -hmm. and now we're transitioning to this new house and this and that. So understanding those so you guys are on the same team together helps alleviate some of those stressors during this period of time. Absolutely. And another area is, you know, looking at your relationship with God during that season, right? You know, are you praying for your spouse? Are you praying for your situation or have you pulled back? I will tell you that when we lost our son, um, you know, when he died in 2004 and everybody's giving me all the platitudes about, you know, this must be God's will and God needed him in heaven. And I was just kind of like, uh, no. yeah, I'm not buying it. And, and I, I still was praying, but I was struggling, you know, it was this place of struggle and, and there was a part of me that really wanted to pull back. Right. But you've got to look at what's going on in your spiritual intimacy. And then finally, look at what's going on between the two of you right? When you're evaluating what's going on in this transition, are the two of you spending time together or have you withdrawn from your spouse? And you know, and I want getting that time together is primo Ugh. is primo. I mean, if you're not getting out, doing something together, do it, get on those walk and talks, Absolutely. get away for a little bit, put the phones down for a little bit, do something together. Um, that allows you guys to, to disconnect from what's going on. Mm -hmm. And for some of you, it may even mean like picking up the book, connect like you did when you first met, because you can start asking and answering questions that maybe you haven't thought about in a long time. And it's not going back to the same thing again. Maybe it is a loss of a job or, or it's, you know, the, the purchase of a home where everything is so pulled up into those things that we need to disengage from them. Absolutely. And, you know, before we share how to stay united during transition times, I want to remind you to go to HelloFresh.com and enter promo code OEM to get $30 off your first week. Because with everything that might be happening in your life, with all of this that's going on in the transition season, taking care of yourself by eating well and making the time to cook with your spouse will definitely foster that connection. So go to HelloFresh.com and enter promo code OEM for $30 off your first week. And, you know, transitions, they are a part of life. As long as you're breathing, things are going to be shifting in your world. And, and our whole year is called next level. So if we're going next level, that means growth is happening. Mm-hmm. That means change is going to happen. It, it just is. And, and believe me, I, when we when we put that out there at the beginning of the year, I knew that was coming for us. Now, does it feel good right now? No, I'm not. Exceptionally, <laughs> well, yes and no. Yeah, not yes and no. It, it's true, but the, it it's just that in that space of getting to the next level, growth has to happen. Mm-hmm. Be it what we've been talking about, 
or be it that we want to make change in our own marriage. Absolutely. And you know, the first thing is that you need to become aware of how you handle transitions. Like let's own who we are and how we react. Mm -hmm. Folks, do you become, do you get laser focused? Do you become emotional? Do you withdraw? Do you become indecisive? And some of you may be thinking, well, I I honestly am. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Whenever you come to a place in your marriage where you don't know, let me give you a little bit of insight. Ask your spouse. They'll tell you. They'll tell you. They'll tell you. And ask them to be honest, right? And be prepared for whatever they say because they often know you better than you know yourself or will be more honest with you than you will be with yourself. And sometimes that's hard to hear. And yet it's an eye opener because it allows you to understand who you are and how you do work. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't, Don't fight back. Don't say, no, that's not me. It's one of those times where you got to just receive it because they're, they're going to be truthful with you. Uh, hopefully. I mean, that's, that, that's our hope anyways, is that when you ask that question, your spouse is saying that to you because they want you to know and they want you to be able to grow, right? They're, they're not doing this for some sadistic reason, you know? Right. And you, you need to acknowledge the transition seasons in your life, right? When something mm-hmm. starts to happen, let's just let's acknowledge it. Whether it's, you know, a job change, you're selling a company, you've lost a child, you've got kids going off to high school or going off to college. You know, a lot of you are getting those college acceptance letters rolling in right now and making those decisions. You've got kids that are getting ready to go to kindergarten for the first time. Oh my gosh, you're buying a house. You're doing like, let's acknowledge that we're in a season of transition and become aware of it instead of just going through the same motions, Mm -hmm. right? Let's, by putting, by putting a frame around that, it allows the two of you to work in that space. And can I, can I share a, a one thing though? Acknowledge those transitions and allow yourself, if it's a, if it's a transition that you weren't expecting, and maybe even if it was, we, we are blessed here in San Diego to be around many, many militaries mm-hmm. folks. And I have learned a lot from them because many of them retire at a younger age. Sure. They'll do 20 years and they'll be coming out of, out of the service at 38 years old. They'll do 20 years, 38 years old, they're coming out. And now they're going to be doing something new that they've never done before. They're not sure where they're going to go. We've, we've had guys that are in their 40s and 50s mm-hmm. as well. But it's through that transition, being able to grieve that loss. Absolutely. Right? And for those of you who may be going through ones where you've lost a parent, you've lost a child allow yourself to grieve. Even for myself, I, I, I realized that even though I sold my business, I, I need to grieve this time. Mm-hmm. I, I need to be able to let it go, right? Because it's defined who I've been for so long. And if I don't allow myself to grieve, if I don't allow myself to, to just say, okay, it's a place that I've chosen. And yet in that time, I want to be able to grow and and become somebody new, somebody different. I don't want to live my life the same way I've always lived it. And so for those of you who've gone through loss, grieve, it's okay. It's the one thing I wish I would have done when Andrew died. Grieve, let it go. If you got to cry, cry. If you got to yell and scream, sometimes do it. If you need people to pray over you, get it. But don't sit there alone. Mm. I am blessed beyond belief that I can go through this transition and today have men come up beside me and go, 
You need me? Call. Men in the military who, like I've said, 20, 25 years, they didn't, they didn't choose to end. The military chose for them. And they have come up to me and said, you let me know. You need anything, you let me know. I've had to go through this myself. So please, if you're in that place, you don't have to be strong by yourself. You don't have to be strong on your own. If you need to, find those people. Maybe you need a counselor. You know, if you've been through something traumatic, maybe you need a counselor. Maybe you need a therapist. Maybe for some of you, you know, reach out to Elisa and get some coaching through Elisa. But do allow yourself to grieve. Absolutely. And, you know, along with that, you, you have to open your mouth and express what you need from your spouse, right? You, you need to express what it is that, that they can do for you. Just like Tony told me a month ago, look, we're going to need to have more sex. And I'm like, all right, we'll have more sex. You know, <laughs> twist my arm. We'll have more sex. I don't know how much more we've had, but. Well, we've been more aware of it. We've been more aware of it. We'll, we'll see how much. And not like I'm keeping track. I was going to say, are you keeping track? <laughs> are you keeping track? Is, is there like a little sex scorecard somewhere? No. But, you know, and, and on the other side of that, give your spouse what they need. Right. When I was grieving after the loss of our son, Andrew, and, and for a long time I said, you know what? I just need space. Like, don't touch me. Don't look at me. Don't do anything. And, and Tony gave me space, but there were also those times when I came to him and said, I just need you to hold me. Right. And, and your spouse may come up to you and, and it may feel awkward and uncomfortable because they're just crying on your shoulder, both husbands and wives. Right. This is not mm -hmm. just a, you know, women are crying on their husband's shoulder. Sometimes ladies, your husbands need to let their emotions down. There's a whole section in called the love all about showing your emotions mm -hmm. and the verse that I pulled out of that is Jesus wept. So, you know, showing emotion is something that needs to happen. You need to be a safe place for your spouse to land. You need to be continue to be aware of the, all of the different intimacies, right? Come back and listen to this podcast over and over again. Look at how the two of you are communicating, you know, what's going on sexually, what's going on with your finances. What are you praying for your situation? You know, are you spending time together? And if there's an area of those five intimacies where you're like, wow, you know, we're in this season of change and, and you know, with all these transitions, this one is really falling flat, then take the lead there. Take the lead and say, you know what, I'm going to step in here because my spouse, my spouse is going through a lot and I'm going to say, hey, you know what, do you want to sit down and have a talk? Can I pray with you? You know, what? I'm going to handle the finances this month so you don't have to worry about it, mm -hmm. right? Whatever it is, because some of you, need to take a little bit of a load off of your spouse if they're the ones going through the transition or you need to maybe not take a load off, but you need to sit down with them and say, how do we get through this together? Because it's not just impacting you, right? When Tony made the decision to sell his business, yes, it was his business. Ultimately, the decision was his, right? Ultimately, but because of the far reaching implications into our into our family, into our marriage, into everything that we do. And the fact that it has really not just been his identity. Um, I've been the wife of the business for the last 13 years. And, you know, it, it was a joint decision. And, you know, even talking through all of it, mm -hmm. you know, it, it was always that safe place, right? And that's what we need to do in our marriages, guys. Transitions are going to happen. A and what you choose to do in them actually defines a lot of, of what your marriage is. Because just like, you know, Tony shared, um, you know, when we went through the loss of Andrew in 2004, our grieving styles were very, very different. And our marriage, guys, I'll tell you, our marriage was 
that was probably one of the lowest points. Mm-hmm. Oh, it totally was. We we were not connected. That was well before One Extraordinary Marriage. That was well before the 60 Days of Sex Challenge. That was two people who happened to be sharing the same house who had just lost a child and had a two-year-old at home. Mm-hmm. And, and we did not have any of the tools to make it through. The fact there, I will tell you, being behind these mics right now, when you talk about transitions, it's a wonder. It's actually a miracle that Tony and I are still here. And it's why we pour into you guys each and every week. It's why we say, you know what, let's equip you to work through these transitions because we didn't have the resources. And we want to make sure that there's not another couple out there that doesn't have the resources to say, okay, you know what, we're going through this and I don't know how to do it. I don't know what we're supposed to do. And that's why we come behind these mics every week and say, this is our battlefield. Mm-hmm. Saving marriages is our battlefield. And, and that's why we come and we equip you each and every week because we want to see you come out on the other side of these transitions stronger than you were when you went in. We want you to come out on the other side and be like, oh my gosh, look at our extraordinary marriage. Look at what we have not only survived, but come out on the other side thriving. Yeah. It's when we're all going to the next level, we're going to face these transitions together. And as a one family, as we grow together and as we go to the next level together, we can lift each other up and hold each other up and, and cheer each other on. Because guess what? There are a lot of people out there that don't want to see us succeed. You know that? There's a world out there that wants to break us down, that wants to take us down, that wants to rip us apart. But guess what? As a team, as a family, we don't do that. We come together and we support each other. So we're here to support you. We're here to lift you up, to help you go to the next level. And during that time, we hope that you're here to lift us up as well because we don't come behind these mics each and every week to just profess how great we are. No, we come here to share real life, real things that are happening so that you can then go out there and take your marriage and make it extraordinary. We love you guys. It is truly a blessing and an honor. And I say that, and I don't say that lightly, a blessing and an honor to be behind these mics and speak to you each and every week. And we know that what's to come in your life is going to be amazing. We know that if you take what we've said here and continue to take what we say here, you are going to have the extraordinary marriage that you desire. So reach out to us. Let us know what's happening in your life. Info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And we want to get those hugs up here on the air. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week.